Right now, I'm going to chat with someone who has extensive experience with 630 Chad Santos Anonymous, has been volunteering since he started with the radio station in 1973. He's an author, he's a broadcast consultant, he's host of Talk to the Experts here on 630 Chad. Daryl Hook is joining us. Daryl, good morning. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Hello. <laughs> Love your show. Glad to have you. <laughs> Thanks, Daryl. Yeah, I mean, you've been uh, involved with this charity, well, for decades now, right? How did it all start for you? Uh, well, when I first started, I was uh, doing copy uh, with Gary Drager, and Gary was looking after it. And back in those days, it was just, uh, you know, it was one of the things somebody did. Somebody was the Santa's guy, and that was Gary. Uh, didn't even have an official title. And, but, and that meant, um, I think I did uh, uh, about three weeks of practicum, and uh, they had the entire copy department quit to go form a, an ad agency on, at the end of November. So I walk in one day thinking I'm doing practicum, and it's like, hey, uh, um, we're hiring you. Uh, you're the copy department because Gary's doing Santa's Anonymous, so you're by yourself and good luck. And so that's how I got into the business. And then uh, in that was 73, and then back in 84, Gary had left, and, and they said, oh, uh, can you do this little little thing, the Santa's thing? And I'm going, no, because I knew how much work it was and uh, ended up doing it, of course. And, and once you start, you love it, and then you're, you're hooked. Yeah, I think, Daryl, as soon as someone is involved with Delivery Day especially, um, you kind of just want it. You want it to go on forever, and you yeah. want to keep doing it every single year, and that's obviously been the case for you. Walk us through the magic of a Delivery Day, how it works, what it looks like. Well, you know, it's it's evolved so much, and this year is going to be different again. And uh, the message we're telling people this year is to find out what it's going to be like, go to SantasAnonymous.ca uh, because our, our head elf, Lan, is, is working like literally they're making adjustments on the hour. Uh, trying to make sure we're up to date, but in the past, I mean, it's it's uh, everything about the charity has been so uh, simple and honest. You know, like people, I would say it, it's uh, the kind of charity where you hold a toy in your hands uh, at the store, and you know some child will have uh, that same toy weeks from now. So it's it's like a very pure form of giving. And delivery day is, uh, in the past, people would line up outside. They'd be out there at 6 a.m. with their Tim Hortons coffee, waiting for us to open the doors mm -hmm. at 9. And uh, then they'd come in. We'd, they'd show us who they were. We'd have to get their ID because we're you know, trying to be good stewards of our charity. And we'd load them up with toys, and off they go and deliver toys. And it's, it's a very face-to-face -face experience uh, that, you know, you're, you're, you often can donate to a charity, give to a charity, but you don't see who you're helping with uh with this program we do you know daryl we're, we're, we're talking to people throughout the morning and it seems like for just about everybody there's one experience that stands out that sort of just ties them to this charity for the rest of their time in our city is there such an experience for you was there one instance that just sort of drove home the meaning of all this for you well, dozens, of course, and good luck me trying to get through a story, but um, I'll give it my best shot. Uh, there's been a number, um, you know, I got a call one year. Uh, back in the days when people still used uh, newspapers and uh, phone books, um, I got a call on Christmas morning, and someone had seen that I was the, the guy at that point, uh, and I'd, been, I'd done an interview in the article or an article in the newspaper, and uh, they called and said, yeah, uh, we didn't get our toys. 
And I, I don't know what she was thinking, that maybe we'd like Santa deliver everything overnight on Christmas Eve, but uh, she waited until Christmas morning to call me. So I said, okay, we'll take care of you. And after we had our Christmas morning uh, and we were heading up to my mom's house in the North End for supper, I, I, we made a big detour, went to the station, I put all the parcels together, went to the house. I uh, got there, it's it's pitch black, and I'm knocking on the door, and I'm thinking, oh, this can't be right, and uh, knock, knock, nobody answered, keep knocking, walk around the back door, knocking again, no one's answering, and I'm just thinking, well, I guess I'll just leave it, and then I hear some noise down the basement, and the window in the back door was probably five feet off the ground, this little girl was probably three feet, but I could see her jumping up and down, she was so excited, and uh, gave her family the gifts, and you know, you think, oh, what if you wake up on Christmas morning and you don't have toys? And luckily, the people who support the campaign, like our listeners, they make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, and that emotion we're hearing from you, I think that's just the experience that you get. It's almost overwhelming just to be a part of this and to know that you're doing so much good. So, Daryl, you've got the the heart of a champion, and uh, we're, we're so happy that you're part of this with us. I could tell you a zillion more stories, but I'd never get through them. But the bottom line is, you know, not everybody gets a Santa's Anonymous, Santa's Anonymous experience the first time you go to a door. Sometimes people are a little bit, you know, they're nervous, they're shy, they're not used to being sure, on that yeah. receiving end. They only have to maybe get help once or twice. But everybody who we help, so many people every year, I see people who come and they're they're donating, they're they're uh, delivering, they're doing something, and they won't stop. And it's because Santa's came to their house. And their first thing was, I'm going to give back. Right, yeah. And And we hear that from so many people that, you know, decades ago were recipients. And from that day forward, they've made it a a commitment to give back what they received 10 times over. People like you, Daryl, who obviously make such an impact on your life, you know, to go out of your way on Christmas morning with your own family and know this is so important that that you're going to make sure that it's going to happen no matter what. You know, the volunteers are incredible people um, just trying to do the right thing. And we thank you so much for sharing your story and and for your awesome work over the last several decades. Thanks so much, Daryl. You too, guys. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.